1: This is The Art of Awesome, episode number 157. The best way to predict the future is to create it. Welcome back, everyone, to The Art of Awesome podcast. I am your host, Nick Troutman, and this is the show where we search for that secret sauce to success and the difference between the average and the awesome. Today, we've got another deep dive interview, and I'm very excited to share this one with you as I got to sit down with Ursula Eason from the Red Swan Consultancy Company, and talk all about how to make better decision-making, how to bring more clarity into our decision-making, especially in uncertain times. Ursula has been a creative strategist with many high-level organizations, including working with governments like the Austrian Defense Ministry and the Kenyan government, and we really break down exactly what scenario thinking is, how to project into the future plausible and possible outcomes, and then think back into the steps that need to be taken and the preparation that needs to be done in all of our decision-making. And it really just gives us that confidence and clarity for what our priorities are, what our motivations are and helps us make the best decisions that we can. Ursula explains how the US Navy actually was the first to implement the scenario thinking I think back in the 60s or 70s and major companies such as Shell Oil actually was able to use this to somewhat predict and plan for the oil shortages back in the 80s as well, so really great way to kind of make some predictive thinking and plan for the future by breaking down what the priorities and motivations are, and as well as just plan for plausible, possible outcomes and give that confidence in all of the decision-making that we can think of. Super fun conversation and definitely very excited to share this with you guys. So let's go ahead and jump right into it with some scenario thinking with Ursula Eason. Ursula, first off, I'm very excited to have you here on the show. And thanks so much for joining me on the Art of Awesome podcast.
2: Thank you very much for having me. And by the way, I love the name of your podcast. That's really great.
1: Well, thank you so very much. Um, Ursula, you are a creative strategist and you've worked with many high level organizations, including governments like the Austrian defense ministry and the Kenyan government, which both of those I think are super cool. Um, the, your current focus is helping entrepreneurs, startups and ministries and, turning uncertainty into a competitive advantage using the scenario thinking method with your consultancy company Red Swan, which you've got uh, behind you in your video there. But first off, I'd love to hear uh, explaining what is scenario thinking? How did you stumble upon this way of thinking? And is this something that we should all be implementing into our businesses and just everyday life?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Everyone should do it. <laughs> so what is it? Officially, it's a strategic process that was first applied by the U.S. Air Force for strategic planning already in the 1940s. Then in the 1960s and 70s. A team at Royal Dutch Shell, the oil company, adopted it for business processes. And that was really successful. Uh, Shell had already been prepared for an oil shock scenario when others didn't even dare to think about it. And as a result, Shell was able to skyrocket from a rather weak market position to the top two of the world's leading oil companies. Uh, but actually, to me, it's it's much more than that. It's not just a strategic pro- process, it's a personal growth process. And uh, who should do it? Actually, it is for everyone who wants to face reality and actively create their future, not predicting the future. I always have to stress that because when people hear like futures I think it's it's about predicting the future. But quite frankly, to me, trying to predict the future is a loser's game because that's determinism. Uh, The premise is that the future is already decided upon. And I don't think that's the case. I think it's not decided. It still can be influenced and it can be created. So as Abraham Lincoln once put it, the best way to um, predict the future, the best way to predict the future is to create it.
1: I love. And I love that.
2: So, uh, in fact, it's for everyone who has to make a decision in the face of uncertainty. And now we are in times of great uncertainty, so I think it's useful to actually everyone and every business.
1: Yeah, that makes perfect sense, and we definitely are in in times of uncertainty. And, and I'm going to dive into that in a little bit. Um, but is this is this essentially more like in? analytical way of thinking and kind of projecting out into the future, like possible scenarios? Or um, can you kind of break down maybe what the the steps of scenario planning or uh, what it might look like?
2: Yes, of course. So uh, first thing is you have to become clear about your driving forces for your business, your internal driving forces and external driving forces, and you gather them and then you analyze them. And uh, why do you analyze them? You want to to define the future's critical uncertainties. We are not looking for certain trends, certain trends, that's more the determinism side of predicting the future. Um, It's more like what is really uncertain, and usually it's actually human Behavior, and uh, then you you form uh, four different scenarios with two of the most significant uncertainties, and then um, you put yourself into the future scenarios. What do they look like? What do they smell like? What do they feel like? How did you get there? Which decisions had to be made? Um, and this brings you back to the present. Uh, what kind of decisions do I have to make now to influence uh, the future in a way that uh, worst case scenarios are prevented, and good scenarios are fostered for me.
1: Awesome. So essentially, you're you are kind of looking out into the future. You're creating four separate scenarios of of possible or plausible outcomes, um, some being positive, some being negative, and then and then running through those further into the future of of what they would look like and maybe what we need to do to get there. Um, do we ever just pick with one or, or do you kind of plan for all four of them being, being an option? Like, is there, is there a, a point where we like, you know, switch from all four to one or do, how's that kind of look?
2: Yeah, that's ex- actually a very good question. Usually, um, the, 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 future to be a mixture of all the scenarios. So you always um you you keep your head up and you you also look for signposts. Like for example, um Shell was also able to predict the fortune. And it was because they had a signpost. They said when this guy called Gorbachev and his um, surrounding comes uh, to power, comes into power, uh, then the um, everything might change all of a sudden. So uh, they looked out for this signpost, like, oh, Gorbachev comes into power, so this means this scenario is more likely to happen. Sure. So um, this is um, something you you always um, um, yeah you you look at the signpost, and maybe I give you a more. Um, an example that is more close to home for small businesses, because Shell, of course, is a big corporation. Um, um, I do these scenario exercises with all of my business partner a lot with startups, for example. And uh, several years ago, I had just started to mentor a new startup and I just said, let's run a quick future scenario exercise to align our vision and to see if we are on the same page. That was a good idea. Because (laughs) we had this uh, four different scenarios and actually the CEO of the startup said, well, I would call scenario number three, the out of business scenario for us. And for me was like, well, wait a minute, we wanted to grow your business together. I wanted to help you to gain your first clients and to have regular cash flow. And now you are telling me you would bail out so easily. You have an out-of-business scenario. And for me, that was a major red flag. That for me as an entrepreneur, there is no out-of-business scenario. I will not be out of business. And I also think um, there shouldn't be an out-of-business scenario for a startup either. They can have a pivot scenario but it should never be the out-of-business scenario. So running into the future, it was for me like, okay, they see themselves out of business, but I would put in all my energy and money um, into our uh, endeavor, and they would just be gone. So I saw that, and not much later, other red flags joined the first one. So um, I got out quickly. If I hadn't done that, actually, um, like this, I could see, okay, we are not a good match because we do not have the same vision for us. And so I got out without um, spending a lot of money. So actually imagining an out-of-business scenario saved me a lot of time and money.
1: Hmm. So it, it, this obviously, this can be a, a team-building activity that if, if you know, if we're part of a business we're going to do this as a team building do you do this like you know as far as like just even as a family goes like within you know a family organization or something like that where where maybe a husband wife kind of sit down and and plan out this same type of like strategic thinking of okay what are some you know possible or plausible outcomes uh whether it be you know the next six months year three years like how far out into the future are are you thinking when you're, when you're kind of putting this strategic planning into place?
2: Oh, well, that's also a very good question. Um, usually we think at least like 10 years ahead maybe even like 20, 30, 40, 50 years ahead. And that's not because um, we do not think that we can, we have a crystal ball and can uh, look so far into the future, or predict the future. It's uh, just to enable you to think out of the box. Because uh, if you do just for in a year, you think, oh, this and this, this will be fixed. So your thinking is not so open. So we project it really far into the future. And, uh, As you said, yeah, for personal decisions, um, that's actually very good. You can decide which spouse you want to marry by actually really by by becoming clear of your own driving forces and what is really important for you. I um, even helped um, a 13-year-old school girl. She was really school for her sucked at 13. And uh, she didn't know if she wanted to continue to get a classical humanistic education or switch to a school with more focus on economics, technology or whatever. She just didn't know, uh, but she had to decide. In Austria, you have to decide at, at 13. And uh, the whole situation sucked for the whole family. They were really desperate. I knew her mother and she told me we are all desperate because she doesn't know what what to do. And I said, well, that's, that's uh, decision making under uncertainty. And if she would like to, we can run an, a future scenario exercise. I don't know if this will work with a 13 year old, but let's have a try. And actually, she she wanted to do that. So we chose a Saturday to meet and develop her personal future school scenarios. And um, it actually worked really, really well. At the end, I I interviewed her from 10 years in the future. What happened? Were you happy with your decisions, etc.? And uh, the most rewarding thing was when her mother came, she said, well, do you know now? Uh, what you want and I said well I think she knows very well what she wants and uh, the girl said "Uh, yeah um, I I do know now and the mother said but but Hannah you told me it's impossible for you to to know what to choose and uh, the girl said yes until today I didn't know but now I do so this was really rewarding uh, and she was happy ever since uh, she actually is now that was several years ago she's now studying actually the things she told that she wanted to study so it was really that was really really rewarding it sounds
1: it sounds amazing and and really it the more that i kind of think about it you can take this scenario thinking um and implemented into pretty much any sort of decision making um, by the sounds of it. And it's probably all, also like a, a, a great way to, uh, or a great thing to implement into all decisions that we make because it kind of play out all the different future outcomes. Um, like what you were talking about earlier about how currently we're in very uncertain times. I mean, we've got we got high inflation, we've got interest rate hikes here uh, in, in America. Uh, there's COVID, you know, the global pandemic that's been going around. There's, you know, talks of of invasion overseas and and the world just seems extremely uncertain in in a lot of ways. How is it that we can play out and and do this uh scenario thinking if if there's so many uncertainties where we're just like I don't even know what the future could possibly or plausibly look like. Um How do we turn this uncertainty into, as you like to say, that competitive advantage, um, whether it be in a career, business, uh, or just our life?
2: Um, Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. A crisis like the current one throws us into an ocean of uncertainty. So it's much more uncertain than usual. And that can make us feel utterly powerless and out of control. So of course, I cannot promise you control, because the desire to control comes from a place of fear, actually. But I can promise you empowerment. Not power over other people, but coming into your own power by facing reality and taking inspired action steps from there. So in the scenario process, we are facing reality by diving into internal and external driving forces and learning about our true priorities and motivations. And that's how we can turn uncertainty uncertainty into a competitive advantage because actually many people think they know what they want but they actually don't and I see that in these processes over and over again it's always a shift in perspectives also for myself in every small or big uh, process it's always a shift in perspectives and then um, it's much easier to actually know your true priorities so uh, maybe another example from my, from my own business, I happened to attract bad business partners for many years that were unreliable, unaccountable, and let me down many times. It was really frustrating. Um, I really thought, did, do I only attract jerks? <laughs> Could I ever... Everybody. So I actually took the time to sit down and think about my own personal driving forces and what I really wanted to see in a business partnership. And um, from this, this was a, I would say, psychological process to find out, okay, what are really the drivers? And I ranked them. And then I found out what are really the critical uncertainties for me in a business partnership. And um, as my main dimensions for me, I found out it was like striving for excellence, like high or low and deep human connection, fulfilled or not fulfilled. And uh, putting these together creates four scenarios. And I only recently learned that actually the Navy SEALs use a very similar metrics to choose people for the SEAL Team 6, their elite unit. So basically, basically, I was looking for elite soldiers as business partners. Just kidding. But actually, this gave me four different scenarios as a really good checklist like the the first thing would be you have someone who strives for excellence but lacks human connection that would be a psychopathic leader so stay away from it Uh, next would be (laughs) strives for excellence and connects to people deeply that would be my ideal business partner welcome we will do great things together Uh, then there's the possibility you have someone who lacks the ambition for excellence but connects to people deeply so let's work on the excellence thing together. So there's still a a hope. And then you have the very bad thing when uh, someone doesn't strive for excellence and lacks human connection. That's, in my opinion, probably a covert narcissist. So stay away from that too. And guess what? With that clarity in mind, I found my ideal business partners one after the other. Wonderful people. really can really and we are co-creating great things together so that really really helped me um, i think it was by gaining the clarity and uh, as you mentioned before it, it, this was very uncertain for me i really didn't find the right business partners but As soon as I got this clarity, what I really wanted to see and what the scenarios would be, it was like a checklist. So every time I meet someone, it's like, okay, you are in this box. (laughs) So maybe that's not so good for me uh, or maybe it is good for me. So, um, yeah, I think that um, the clarity helps you a lot, especially in uncertain times.
1: That's awesome. So it sounds like the the scenario thinking – it really brings clarity to pe- and peace of mind maybe like by by breaking down what the priorities are, what the motivations are, and, and it essentially gives confidence more than anything in making the decisions that we are making uh, in our everyday, uh, whether it be, again, through life, uh, business, anything like that. So it, it sounds like it's, yeah, a way of thinking that that brings that clarity, that brings that confidence into the, the decisions in the extreme uncertainty that we live in. I I still, I'm just trying to wrap my head around a little bit. Is there any tips for when things like what, again, like the current environment that we're in, where, where it seems like you said a deep ocean or deep sea of, of uncertainty. Um, and it's kind of harder to, you know, project into the future what might, be some of these outcomes is do you have any tips for what to do when it's like it just seems so foggy and so cloudy that you're like I have no idea what you know what are even four scenarios into the future um yeah do you have any advice for that
2: yeah actually I I have two advices for that I think one thing is involve other people they can help you gain clarity and usually uh, we always do the uh, these processes in huge teams and also very diverse teams. Um, Actually, when we do that for Austrian ministries, et cetera, we invite people who come from the technological sector, the economic sector, um, entrepreneurs, startups, psychologists, sociologists, the youth, uh, um, students, et cetera, and also philosophers, for example, or uh, physicists, and uh, they discuss together. And it's um, if I think it's enough, actually, to have like 10 different people uh, together. They actually will find out very interesting things. It's just important that they are different and... That you do one person who uh, talks and uh, everyone else just doesn't uh, doesn't talk. That that's not a good thing. Um, but if they discuss together, actually, that hey, That really helps a lot. Uh, especially good. Actually, I always want to involve um, a physicist. I don't know. It, it must come from their education or something like that. They have a unique possibility or a unique. Um, ability to uh, open up new perspectives for the whole group and that always happens so there's always a shift and this is always very good because sometimes as I mentioned people expect something like maybe futuristic high-tech scenarios and then they see oh no but it was about this shift in perspective and that really happened I now see that completely different and that's the great thing I think that's a very good thing if you're really think oh I really don't know what is really important here Uh, and this is also what we always offer to our clients uh, to involve people who think really different from them so I think um, that's a very good thing and the other um, thing is um, the process as it works actually helps you to form the scenarios, you do not have to come up like with uh, whole scenarios. It's uh, first you, you gather your driving forces, you analyze them on a matrix. And uh, then you choose uh, two of this critical uncertainties of the future, and uh, form different scenarios. It's really it guides you to the different scenarios. So it's not that uh, it's not like so come up, four different scenarios. <laughs> it's not like that. It's not like that. It's, it's really step by step. And then you form these stories and you try to, to step into the future by really imagining that. What does it look like? What does it smell like? What does it feel like? So... It's really, whole pro- that's why I like the process so much. Usually people do not even know which kind of scenarios will be there at the end. And usually they're really surprised about the scenarios. They have something in mind and then they see, oh, it's completely different. And this was not a really important thing about it. So uh, the, the process itself helps you a lot with that.
1: Wow, that makes so much sense. And, and I love your advice on, on essentially having a lot of different opinions. So a lot of different people from different you know, whether it be different walks of life um, or different age groups or just the way how different people view things differently and, and getting the creative feedback of everybody together to kind of brainstorm into, you know, what are these plausible outcomes or, or what are what are you know, what could something look like into the future? Where where do we all want to go as a collective? Different things like that. It's super cool. I'm, I'm also intrigued on, on how you were talking about how a, a physicist uh, seems to have been super important in, in some of the past decisions that you guys have made. And, and I'm wondering whether or not they have, with their, you know, science and math background, whether they're more analytical or, or what makes their role... Um, You know whether it be I wouldn't say more important, but just equally as important, or or just having that that viewpoint. I'm I'm wondering if it's just a different way of like analytically thinking um, versus possibly the rest. I don't know. I'm just again kind of just uh, brainstorming and thinking aloud here. But um, this is this is a super amazing conversation, and again, a great piece of advice for for a way that we can all make decisions that bring more clarity that bring more confidence in in pretty much every decision that we make in life um again if you're you know because all of my listeners aren't like you know big government agencies and 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 having huge groups of of people and and teams working on this um do you have any advice for you know Again, more of the, the smaller type startups, entrepreneurs, or, or even kind of like that family atmosphere, whether people are doing this, you know, within their, within their home or relationships or something like that. So if they're not able to get, you know, 10 different people together on, and they're maybe not able to get a physicist to be a part of it, uh, is there other advice for kind of these smaller groups of people as well?
2: Well, actually, um, you can run the whole process entirely by yourself. Of course, it's good if someone guides you who already knows how to do it. Uh, but actually, um, there are also how-to guides. Uh, I usually uh, recommend a book by Woody Wade. Uh, he, he, he's got two books out. Um, and um, I think um, this these are real lines. You can buy the book for like 20 bucks or something like that. And um, it's it's a great way he guides you step by step so you can do it on yourself. Of course, you can always uh, hire me. I also um, provide this as one-on-one coachings. So uh, I mentioned that I do that for myself as well, but I also do that for, for persons like I did for the student, for example. Um, but it's a great way also for just one-on-one coaching. I would say... Um, minimum is like 90 minutes that's already pretty quick and dirty uh if you and your partner want to find out something i had a case where they wanted to decide uh if they should sell their house and move to an apartment or or the other way around how would the what would the future look like um this you should uh, also um, plan like a saturday to discuss that together with someone who helps you like me uh, and you discuss that with your partner together so you can do that really in in a day or not even a day and just run a quick scenario exercise and gain more clarity about what you want to do together and also for the couple uh, they they said it helped them a lot they were really really confused Uh, like one partner wanted more to I want to keep my house and the other was no let's move to the apartment and they were were stuck they were really stuck and then they did that uh, I think uh, yeah like um, on the weekend and it was like oh yeah that really helped that we gained a lot of clarity so that's always possible
1: yeah that's awesome I I love how you're you're helping people gain clarity and obviously I mean they're 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 likely coming up with these answers themselves, so they have it. It just really clarifies, you know, their own thoughts and helps, especially groups of people, partnerships, anything like that, that maybe don't always see eye to eye, but but kind of come through together. Of like, okay, well, let's let's run this through to the end. What do we think is going to be the outcomes here? Um, what do we think together is going to be? You know the best decision moving forward it's essentially like you're running it all the way to the future then you're backtracking and seeing like okay where where do we need to get on to to get onto that path so this is super cool you had mentioned that book what was that book title by chance
2: oh yeah it's called see your new normal a how-to guide to excelling in your post-covid future using scenario planning he calls it planning i like to call it thinking
1: awesome no, I am definitely going to have to check that book out, See Your New Normal. Um, and and I love just this whole scenario thinking, scenario planning. I think it can be implemented into so many and really all of the decisions that we make in life, especially those big ones and especially the ones that uh, that require more of a team or partnership as well. Ursula, thank you so very much for sharing this with us. There's so much great insight here. I'm going to move us on to what I call the next part of the show, the fire round. And I'm going to fire a couple quick questions at you that I ask all of the guests that I get to bring on the show. Though before we continue with the show, I want to take a little bit of time to talk about Noom. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. A lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit other people's expectations, and the more freeing solution is to find things that work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique and what works for someone else doesn't mean it'll work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work towards your goals at the pace that's comfortable for you. Noon Weight makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons to help you gain confidence and practical knowledge, one-on-one coaching, and a cognitive behavioral approach that teaches you how to be mindful of your habits. 75% of Noon Weight users finish the program, and more than 60% of users that engage with the program keep the weight off for a year or more. So start building habits for healthier, long-term results. Sign up for your trial at noom.com slash believe. Again, that's noom, N-O-O-M dot slash believe, B-L-E-A-V. Now, let's get back to our fire round. Um, first question for you, Ursula, is do you have a favorite quote or a current quote that you live by?
2: Yes, and it's the best way to predict the future is to create it.
1: I love that. I love that. Best way to predict the future is to create it. So true. Um, Do you have a favorite book or a current book that you might be reading?
2: Oh, I have so many books I'm currently reading. Let me think about that. Hmm. Well, that's actually a hard one. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have a favorite book. I love it. And uh, it's called Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss, the former FBI uh, negotiator.
1: Yeah, that's an amazing book. He's got so many great tactical pieces of advice on, on negotiating and again, how negotiating really applies to to everything in life. A phenomenal book, highly recommend, Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss as well. Um what might be a lesson that you have learned recently, Ursula, again, it could be through a mistake, it could be through success, or just any sort of lesson that you may have, uh, have learned recently.
2: Well, um, it started uh, quite a while ago before I, I, um, I founded my own company, Red Swan. Um, I helped a former colleague to build up another company. And uh, in the very beginning, he said, Oh, yeah, will you help me to build up the company? I said, Yeah, we can do that. But you know, I'm an entrepreneurial thinker. So uh, if I help you to build up the company, I want to have my shares in that, and he said, uh, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that, of course. You're yeah, an entrepreneur, uh, but I already founded the company. Now it's my company. But in in two years, you can have your shares." So well, guess what? Uh, two years in, I helped him build the company. It was very successful, and. Uh, he forgot about the thing with the shares and he actually did not want to share with me. So uh, we still discussed for a year and then I decided I will go on and uh, do my own thing, found my own company, which was a very good decision. But I only recently learned that uh, this guy actually now, a couple of months ago, sold the company for a whole bunch of money And guess how much I got of that money? Nothing. And I actually was told um, that's a typical uh, um, woman's mistake. And I think, yeah, might be, might be, because a guy would never have said, yeah, okay, I help you for two years to build up the company. And then we discuss about the shares again. So I learned that the hard way. um, Deliver now, (laughs) not later.
1: Man, one that that sounds rough um i'm I'm sorry sorry to hear that um but yeah i guess i guess more than anything lesson lesson b that you know regardless what the conversation is it it legally doesn't really count until it's on paper so so get everything in on paper in contract yeah hopefully hopefully that lesson uh won't be made again so wow bummer bummer to hear about that though (laughs)
2: Well, I have my own company, so
1: awesome. everything
2: is okay. Everything's
1: fun. That's Sometimes that's just how life works out, is that uh, you take the bumps and bruises, but later on in life you look back and you're like, well, if it wasn't for that, then this thing wouldn't have happened. So I'm actually kind of glad that it happened that way. Absolutely. Um, Ursula, this is one of my favorite questions of the fire round. If today was your last day on earth and everything that you've done up to now was to go away with you. All of, all of your advice, all of your coaching, everything was, was to disappear with you. And all that you were left with was a piece of paper and a pen. And you could write down three truths, three things that you believe to be true that you would want to share with your, you know, business partners, your family, friends, or just future generations. What might those three truths be?
2: My important, most important truth uh, is that for me, human connection is the most important thing. And uh, actually, uh, funny, you should ask that because I actually live my life in the way that I always think I could be dead tomorrow. And uh, for me, uh, it's in every. I I I also I found that out. What is most important for me uh, is human connection. So so I go into every. meeting the goal that we establish rapport that we establish a great human connection and if that happened the meeting was successful and um, lo and behold everything else comes just like that like the the money the success just follows but I know this is the most important thing for me it's about human connection and I, I don't know if I can add two things to it because that's so so for me, it's so on point. It's really just like the most important thing is for me is always go for human connection. If that is the case, it was a successful life.
1: I love that. Thank you so very much for sharing. Ursula, you have given so much amazing insight and I love your um, your tips for decision making and essentially how to bring that clarity and confidence into all the decisions that we make. I personally have gained a ton of value out of this conversation. And something that I try to do for all my guests on the show, because I gain so much value uh, listening to you, is I try to provide as much value as I can as well. So what might be something that you are currently focusing on that I personally might be able to help out with, or possibly even my listeners?
2: Well, if uh, if your listeners would like to get in contact with me, uh, you can do that via my website. I think you also see that in the background. i don't know if it, this will be with with video or without it's like www.redswan.at redswan is like r e d s w a n.at and uh, actually everything i do lands on the page
1: awesome and, and to clarify redswan at or redswan sorry .at is at for austria what is at okay for austria that's what i thought um, so yeah, if you guys are interested, check out redswan.at for anyone else out there that wants to kind of continue along, learn more of your story or just further reach out and connect, what might be the best way for them to connect with you?
2: Uh, you can connect with me on LinkedIn, like just find me with Zula I is spelled like E Y S I N. And I will be happy to connect. Uh, I also, you can find me on Instagram. Um, but I think the best thing actually is LinkedIn.
1: Awesome. Well, I will have the links to all of that in the show notes below. Um, Ursula, thank you so very much. This has been truly incredible. My final question of the day for you is, what is your definition of awesome?
2: I think that comes back to the deep human connection. If you can have deep human, deep connection, human beings, that's an awesome life.
1: That is truly awesome. I love that. And again, I have, I personally have gained so much insight out of this conversation. Thank you so very much for your time. For my listeners out there, I hope you guys have gotten as much value out of this as I have. I hope Ursula has helped shine some light on some ways to use scenario thinking to give more clarity, more confidence in your decision making, as I know I certainly am gonna implement this scenario thinking and this scenario planning into my decision making as well. If you guys did get value out of it, could you please share it out with someone that you think might need to hear this conversation, as well as could you please leave us a rating and review wherever you are listening on this podcast app, or again, wherever you may be listening, please leave a rating and review as it's greatly appreciated. It helps uh, just share this out to more people as we're trying to build our community and collective as a whole So thank you guys for doing that. Thank you for your time, Ursula. I am Nick Troutman signing off, wishing you all a truly awesome day. Cheers.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe.